0: Hi everyone. Hi. And welcome to another edition of Superman's Other Pals, a podcast where I, Gary Rowland, discuss the Silver Age comic Superman's Pal Jimmy Olsen with my teenage daughter. And tell you what it's all about. Sure. So is that, I think that's...
1: That's pretty much it.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's been a little while. Yeah. uh, Life got in the way. Uh, We're in the midst of Ella Plum having...
1: 27
0: things. Well, yes, this is a very busy time for her. She has roller derby. She has... And it's marching band season, so she's going to far-off exotic locations like Torrance and Fresno. Marietta. And Costa Mesa and Marietta, not to be confused with Marietta, which is in Georgia.
1: We're going to Georgia.
0: You're not going to Georgia.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure their season's already over.
0: But we... Are taking the time. So we we had a little time, so we thought that we would put one of these out. Yep. So thank you for your patience. If you're new to the podcast, thank you for listening. If you're returning to the podcast, thank you for returning to the podcast. And all of that. All of it. Okay, so uh, let's start. Do you want to just start? Let's just go.
1: Let's just start. Don't have
0: to... Preamble or talk about each other's days or lives or any of that stuff?
1: I'm good. I'm petting the dog.
0: Okay. Yes. uh We are now joined, at the moment, we are joined by our dog, King, but... Lu- King Louis, who is, you know, enjoying having his head scratched. We'll see how long that lasts. Okay. So, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, we are at issue number 80.
1: 83?
0: 83, which is March of 1964.
1: Does that mean we're at, like, about the halfway point?
0: Yes, there's 163 issues, so we are just past the halfway point.
1: We made it.
0: So, uh, yeah, we're from there, we're just going to keep plowing through until... Until we get to the end, I guess. Yep. So that's kind of the way that this is going. We're doing it one issue at a time, and we're looking to get towards the end. Yep. All right. So, Superman style Jimmy Olsen, March 1964. I think that's right. 64
1: sounds right.
0: Just double check. Nope. 1965. Oh. At some point, we crossed over from 1964 to 1965. So, yeah, this is,
1: 1965.
0: March. this is March 1965. So, we look at the cover, and the cover, we see...
1: Two Jimmy Olsons, They're one of them huge.
0: Right. Uh, one of them being a large version of Jimmy Olsen, or at least probably the regular-sized version, and the other ones being the super-small versions. Or, is it a giant Jimmy Olsen? We just don't know. Uh, are they on a planet of giants where there's a a duplicate Jimmy Olsen? I doubt it. Planet of giant Olsons. I doubt it. There was a planet of doomed Olsons. Why not a planet of giant Olsons? Because. So behind Jimmy, we see on a couple of bookcases, we see Clark, a Kent. Clark Kent, mild mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper, a Lois Lane, a Perry White, Alana Lang, Lucy Lane, a, La- uh, a
1: Lucy Lane,
0: and a Lucy Lane, and Alana Lang. That's who the redhead is. Yes. And we see in a. Like a lucite clear box, we see Jimmy looking up at large Jimmy, who seems to be holding something that looks a lot like kryptonite. With tweezers. With tweezers. And uh, the small Jimmy Olsen is saying, Jimmy, don't kill me with that kryptonite. Remember, I'm your double. I saved your life many times. Has he? Uh, sure. Oh no. So, then, up top, we see Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper, thinking, Olson is mad after he kills his lookalike, he'll go after us doubles of Clark Kent, Lois Lane, Perry White, and the other squad members.
1: So, I have a serious question.
0: As opposed to all the uh, junk questions you were asking before?
1: I ask a lot of junk questions. I'm not going to deny it. Okay, this go ahead. This may also be one of them. Does the Clark Kent double... Know that Clark Kent is Superman.
0: I can't answer that question. My guess is yes, because as you may know, aside from the Superman emergency squad in the city of Kandor, in the bottle city of Kandor, there's also the Superman, there's the lookalike squad. Yep. And in there is a double of Jimmy Olsen. And that double, yeah, that's what oh, this is. right? But I mean, like, so they uh, also that's would have. What this is. They also would have um, X-ray vision, so they would be able to figure out that Clark Kent, mild mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper, is in fact Superman with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Yep. So that would be my guess. Okay. So then we have. It says featuring Superman's lookalike friends in Jimmy Olsen's captive double. Yep. Oh, wait. Oh, wait? Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I thought that I had not said what Clark Kent mild Mildbanner reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper was thinking, So, but I did.
1: But that's not Clark Kent Mildbanner reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper.
0: Right. It's Clark Kent Mildbanner reporter for a major metropolitan newsletters lookalike.
1: Hi you messed up. No, I didn't. He said newsletter.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> as previously illustrated, is another example of any opportunity that a child can point out where a parent has screwed up.
1: I said you messed up, and you said, no, I didn't, and I proved you wrong, so there.
0: There we go. They just love it. They can't get enough of it.
1: I mean, you guys make fun of us for being wrong often, so... That's
0: because you're wrong more often.
1: Ah, yes, but that also means that we get to make fun of you when you're wrong if you make fun of us when we're wrong. No. Yeah.
0: Don't you know life is just full of double standards?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but I also don't care.
0: You know, in fact, I don't really care either, which is why I don't care that I didn't get it right. Um, <laughs> I think the people at home understood that when I misspoke and said newsletters, they all meant they all know I meant Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper.
1: Don't you mean newsletter?
0: No, I don't. <laughs> all right, so we get to our first story because there are no ads on the inside cover. Yep. And it goes Superman pal Jimmy Olsen As a reporter for the Daily Planet Jimmy Olsen has hit the front pages Hundreds of times But never with such impact As when he befriends the elderly hermit Who has the amazing power To prophesy the future For Jimmy, the prophecies Bring a bonanza of scoops Yet the biggest scoop of all spells doom for millions, according to the crystal ball of Nostradamus of Metropolis. And then we see uh, an old wizardy type writing down with a pen and holding some kind of magic orb, saying uh, with Jimmy Olsen in the foreground and. Superman in the background holding back a giant meteor. And Jimmy Olsen saying, Nostradamus, that fiery meteor was plunging down on Metropolis, just as you predicted. Luckily, Superman caught it. And the old man saying, But alas... Not even Superman can save this mighty city from a ghastly fate that awaits it. Yep. So. Question. Yes, you there?
1: So, he's writing on a paper, right? Yes. It says, my next prediction, Metropolis will be destroyed, and then he's still writing. Yes. So, when was Nostradamus around?
0: Okay, so Nostradamus was first published in
1: 1555.
0: Okay, so guess what? What?
1: They spelled stuff differently then.
0: Sure, but also, according to uh his his uh, Wikipedia page, he was a French astrologer and so he odds are in he was writing in French. So
1: so a couple things are wrong with right. this.
0: There's more than one thing wrong with this. There, so, there
1: should, one, be a language barrier, at the very least, between French and English. Two, there would be a modern French to old French barrier. Or three, if he was English, then there would be a modern English to Shakespearean English barrier. So
0: really, there it should be Jimmy uh, saying, Nostradamus, that fiery meteor was plunging down on Metropolis, just as you predicted. Luckily, soft Superman ca- caught it. And then Nostradamus would say, quack. Je ne
1: parle pas l'anglais, tu es bête.
0: Something like that.
1: Something like that. Le garçon avec le cheval roux est bête. Right, buddy?
0: Faites le bruit de la cochon.
1: Celebrate the cheese no. of the pig? No. <laughs> you said fait.
0: Fait. I'm sorry. Faites le bris de la cochon.
1: Make the cheese. Noise.
0: Make the noise of the pig. Whatever. I'm sure I've gotten that wrong. I don't really speak French. Yeah. I only vaguely speak French.
1: I'm learning French.
0: Right. You're actually learning French. Alright. So, Jimmy Olsen is one day driving through Metropolis Park when he meets an old man. Yep. And he says He's in
1: like a robe with a crystal ball and a scroll.
0: Right. And so, he goes Who is this guy?
1: And what's he doing here?
0: And what's he doing here? And he's like I am Nostradamus. Sure. And he's like, you're Nostradamus? Wow. Ah, what? First he says, I, uh, forsooth, one of my enemies must have cast a s- sorcerer's spell on me and sent me into the future. Where he makes predictions that don't have to come true because he's already made them. That would actually be a great way to foil Nostradamus.
1: To put send him, him into put him the, in future, the future.
0: Right. And then he can make all his predictions and but like, you know, we could just go like, Yeah, we know. Yeah, we get it. No.
1: It happened already. Yeah, we know.
0: It's too it. late though. Yeah. I could I could have predicted that too if I was living in current times and had access to the internet. You So Of course Jimmy at first says, I don't I don't buy it. He thinks that he's a charlatan.
1: And then Nostradamus is like, wait, watch, this crystal ball, oogity-boogity, your name is Olsen and you're a scribe.
0: And so he says, I guess, wow, that's right.
1: So here
0: is my question. Right. What, where's the proof that he
1: didn't just, like, open a
0: newspaper? Um, well. Because
1: Jimmy is constantly on the front page and crap.
0: I think we have, hold on a moment, oh, while, p- while the dog finds. <laughs>
1: he's messing. With my mic cord. No, now he's sitting on it. No, buddy, we need you to not... Help me. I'm helping. I'm trying. What do you do, dog? There we go.
0: Sorry. I think it has been well established that Jimmy is gullible.
1: He is. He's a moron.
0: And since he is very gullible, like, you know, it it is weird. Uh, he does fall for things very easily. And so... Um, to be
1: fair, like, I also... There, so much weird crap has happened... That, like, it's very difficult to rule anything out of the realm of possibilities. Right. We are
0: living in a so world... So I don't
1: entirely blame him, but also, like, dude. Literally, you can walk into a room in, like, a town two miles away. No one knows who you are, but the second your hair shows up, they're like, Oh, it's Jimmy Olsen.
0: Right. So so Nostradamus, they they, they do a quick... So they he takes Nostradamus to the, uh, the Daily Planet, where they do a quick, in case you don't know who Nostradamus is... Uh, they're like, hey, he was a guy. His
1: he foretold the French Revolution right. and Napoleon, right, and supposedly Hitler to some extent or something,
0: right. And he, but and then Jimmy says, but Perry, all his prophecy, his prophecies, all came true. But that's not that's not wholly true.
1: See, I don't really know. Anything about Nostradamus? I know that it's a name. Right. And I know that it sounds like Nosferatu. Right. Um, that's all I know.
0: So, <laughs> Nostradamus, so a- as he's hanging out at the Daily Planet, he makes a prediction Ooh. that uh, his crystal foretells that tomorrow every drop of water in this city will freeze.
1: At 10 o'clock precisely.
0: Right. And so Jimmy's like, E gods. This is his new catchphrase E gods. E gods, boss. You've got to print that prediction.
1: You know what? It's kid friendly. Fine.
0: And so Perry White said, all right, I'll, I will give it the front page. But if it doesn't come true, you are fired. And, so and Jimmy's Jimmy... like, fine. And then there's Clark Kent, mild mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper, saying, does Jimmy really believe that nonsense? Yes. And then it turns out, in yes, fact... Does. At 10 o'clock, I'll exactly s- every drop of water congeals into ice.
1: Yep. You're forgetting that, like, earlier the day before, after that had been published, a bunch of people went to, like, go just kind of stare at him in wonder.
0: Well, yeah, there's... At
1: that cave that he was staying at, even though he'd been taken into town.
0: But they all... I guess they all found out where he was by reading the newspaper. And they then... Made his prediction that he comes true, and then it came true, and then Superman had to unfreeze everything. Right. So then he makes a prediction oh, that says tomorrow at noon,
1: all oh, the trees, every are gonna tree be. in this
0: city will launch into space.
1: All oh, the trees are sick of your crap.
0: Um, and that's weird.
1: That's <laughs> so. What?
0: I mean, water freezing is one thing. What? I mean, that is weird. But trees going into space just seems even weirder.
1: The trees have taken a stand against global warming by insisting that if the people won't do anything to help them, then they're out.
0: Right. I, this is, yes, very early on.
1: So they're out.
0: So then the next day, at noon, all of a sudden, all the trees in Metropolis, just Metropolis. Just So warming. it would seem that Nostradamus, when he moved into his future, his powers or his, predicti- his predictability... Uh, range shrunk drastically to just the city that he was residing in.
1: Uh-huh. All right, and so so Jimmy photographs it from above. Right, he got Superman to do him a favor,
0: and then says, "Ye gods, trees everywhere tearing up their roots and heading upward, propel propelled as if by some mighty force. They're out of there." Then Superman confronts the Nostradamus and is like, "You got to knock off these." prophecies because they
1: keep coming true right
0: they keep coming true
1: and Nostradamus is and you're like, making
0: people scared
1: oh yeah and he's like all right what's the secret dude and he's like well i can't tell you
0: right i've got this ball it just tells me what to do that's it and then he says oh wait oh there's more there's more warning tomorrow at sunset a fiery meter will plunge down on metropolis and so by this time they're firmly in the Nostradamus is always correct camp. mode camp. So the next day, sure enough,
1: it starts to come in and be like ah, and so everyone evacuates the city.
0: Right. So then, right on schedule, a uh, meteor hits the uh, hits the hits the planet, or comes down on Metropolis, and th- at first Superman's like this must be an illusion, but uh, turns out nope, not at all. And then, uh, Superman is able to, uh, deflect the meteor. And then everything is okay. Uh, and everybody's like, thank you, Nostradamus. And Nostradamus is like, all great. And then we find out the real secret.
1: Nostradamus isn't Nostradamus. Right. <laughs> no duh. Ha ha.
0: That was my final prediction. The fool Olsen swallowed it hook, line, and sinker. Thanks to that crystal ball my pal Luther gave me. Now, to contact my gang by radio. So, turns out that Nostradamus is actually uh, somebody who, I guess, knows Lex Luthor. And Lex Luthor's like, here's this ball that will give you the power to predict things.
1: Well, no, that's not how it works. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so, it's a mystical crystal ball from some other planet. Don't ask me what the planet's name is. But basically, it uses collective mental energy... To generate stuff. And it was used by scientists on that world to, like, create new stuff. But basically, the way that it worked here was he'd be like, Alright, the sky's gonna fall. And then everyone would go and, like, watch him go about his day with the crystal ball and be like, Oh, no, the sky's gonna fall. Oh, no, the sky's gonna fall. Oh, no, the sky's gonna fall. No, the crystal ball would make the sky fall.
0: So it's like Tinkerbell.
1: It's like Tinkerbell. Uh,
0: Only without the applause. Yeah. So... The next day, he's like, oh, you all better get out of town before doom strikes Metropolis. Ooh. He, at this point, doesn't really do anything. He doesn't say specifically what's going to happen. He just says doom. He
1: but, says in, uh, earthquake.
0: Does he say earthquake?
1: Yeah, it's it's right. Uh, he says it in a couple panels ahead. Okay. When he's like just with Jimmy Olsen. And it says earthquake on the headline.
0: Oh, right. At three o'clock tomorrow. So Earthquake. Earthquake. So everybody leaves town. I guess everybody in the town.
1: I mean, they evacuate. Nothing's been incorrect yet. No one wants to die from a massive earthquake,
0: right? And so, what we find, so what happens is, so this time, Nostradamus fakes it. He because, does. He doesn't use the power of the of the orb to create a um, to create the effect ew. to create the earthquake. They just decide that they're going to take this opportunity
1: to go in and loot to, Metropolis,
0: right? Because this is at a time when it was very important to rob banks. You don't really see supervillains now. They don't rob anywhere near as many banks as they used to.
1: No, Maybe it's because. They rob like tech companies.
0: Right. Or like they come up with their own, or they're, you know, leaders of crazy cults. Or. They are just driven.
1: It was simpler times, right?
0: Dad. But like now, like you don't really see the Joker saying, "Okay, I'm going to rob a bank." Okay, I, I got to say, I have to, I have, have to say with does this caveat, rob a
1: decent amount of banks.
0: I have so to say that. with the cat with the caveat that I don't really follow Batman on the in the DC universe currently, um, but I do know, like in Batman in the Dark Knight, the Joker robs a bank. I think in um, in in a number of the Batman movies, he robs a bank. Or just robs various other things. But a lot of villains don't rob banks. They just... Maybe they'll defraud people out of Bitcoin. Or uh, or otherwise...
1: They steal, they rob from tech companies. Right. A
0: lot. Or they uh, set up crazy... They're terrorists of some manner or another. So they foil this friend of Lex Luthor's, and they send him to jail. Superman tells everybody that it's been a hoax. Uh, Superman's like, I will return this power crystal to the Zagor galaxy, which Luthor probably stole, which...
1: Definitely stole.
0: I didn't know that Lex Luthor had that power to, ty- to space travel, that kind of...
1: I mean, think about how that smart well. Luthor is. I know. And think about how he's a main Superman villain.
0: So they probably that. And then uh, they brought back the trees. Yeah. And uh, then, of course, they're at the the very end and the guy's name is Knuckles. And uh, Jimmy Olsen is like, hey, speaking of prophecies, I'll make one for you, Knuckles. I predict you'll spend the next 20 years in prison. Jokes. 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 The end. Then we have uh, the one... The, the, the little gag comic, Peg, where we see Peg at the movies and her boyfriend is saying, here's, here's the movie. I'll get the tickets, Peg. And the guy who owns the theater says, I'm sorry, we're closed for tonight. And then the boy says, how come? And then the man says, our popcorn machine is out of order. Now, that's not funny. I
1: don't get it. At all. I don't get it.
0: <laughs> As if to say that the popcorn, that you, you cannot enjoy movies without popcorn. And you can.
1: That's bad.
0: I mean, unless it I guess unless it's a popcorn movie.
1: Oh, a what? what? You know,
0: you know, they call them popcorn flicks. They
1: Is This a thing. Uh, yeah, Is going on my leg. Movies in
0: the summer, you know, like the big blockbusters, those are often called popcorn movies. The ones you don't have to they say basically don't think about the plot too much, just sit back and enjoy the movie and eat popcorn.
1: I've he never heard that phrase before. Oh,
0: it's there, look it up. Then there's an ad for silly putty. Which is ideal for party favors. Bounces, makes things, pickups comics, buy somewhere where you bought this comic. Silly Putty Marketing.
1: I like Silly Putty.
0: And, um, you know, just to let everybody know, if you go on the internet, you can learn how to make Silly Putty yourself. It's much in the same way that you can make that slime stuff.
1: Silly Putty. Wasn't it invented by, like, NASA or the Army or some crap?
0: Yeah, it was one of those accident ones, like tinfoil.
1: I think those things are great.
0: Yeah, we don't really do that very much anymore.
1: Yeah, why can't we, like, accidentally invent the next big thing by, like, the Army or NASA or whatever? Why is it always going to be, like...
0: Because private industry handles most research and development.
1: Boo. It's... It's not as fun.
0: No, it is not as fun. You're right. Okay. So, then we have a, PSA. a a PSA from the Social Welfare Assembly and uh, they're all talking about the UN because this is the 25th 20th the 20th anniversary of the UN which was formed
1: in 1945, at In... the end of World War Two, Exactly. As a cooperation effort between all the people who won the war. Right. I had to do a whole big presentation on it. Oh. And I had to represent the Ottoman Empire, which no longer exists. Sure. <laughs> it was great.
0: So they were just like. So they're talking about how great it is. And so this boy says, gosh, pictures from so many different countries. I hope they like the ones we sent. And a girl saying, look at this one from a girl from the Netherlands. It's just like the snowman I drew. And then another one. Here's a great one for boy from an India from his age. So then uh, he writes to the boy from India. And then the next time we see a boy from India... Who and a group of in, and uh, you know uh, re- citizens of India and um, they all look very very white and he says this letter is from my friend in the United States it's about how we went how he went on a hike oh, crap, and cooked hot dogs I'm going to write to him yes I the- didn't
1: realize that that was India because <laughs> they're all as pale as I am yes for reference I'm one of the palest people I know
0: so and then so we uh, basically
1: I'm just now oh my god. <laughs> This is this is like that other PSA that we saw where they were like, hey, don't be racist, and we couldn't tell who they were being racist towards because right. everyone was so white. Right.
0: I think one of them was, uh, was uh, uh, Latinx. I think that's true. But so white. I know. Uh, so then they had, my pen pal in India wrote me on how he helped his brother tame a water buffalo, so they used it to pull their cart. Sure. They might as well have said, he helped my brother charm a snake, snake that was funny. out of a <laughs> And practice. He took he,
1: this clarinet and just like
0: my brother taught me the the mystical art of yoga. They're um, so white. Yes, they are. All right. So then the 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 um the teacher goes. Yes, you'll be understand different cultures and customs, and you'll also find out how many interests you have in common. 1965 is International Cooperation Year. Celebrating the 20th anniversary of the United Nation. Ask your teachers how you can exchange pictures and become pen pals with somebody from another country. You too can have a friend across the seas. This was a big thing.
1: Why does this just have to be one year? Why can't we just always internationally cooperate? Uh, I don't know. There has to be the one year set aside for it. That's
0: why there's so much war in the world. Because we just had the one year and then that was that. And then it says public death of public service announcement in cooperation with the National Social Welfare Assembly, coordinating organization for national health, welfare, and recreation agencies of the U.S. All right. So then that brings us to our second one. Would you like to read this one or would you like to read the next one? I'll read this one. All right. Here she is. Why aren't you going? I gave gave you an opening and you just decided (laughs) that I'm going to drink some water. I don't need to do this now. (laughs) So I don't know why (laughs) I just said go and you didn't go. Throw this you No, what? I, you know, you, you're the one that always complains about how I don't give you how I don't give you a chance, and I'm always talking over you. And then finally, I decide go, and then you're like, I'm gonna
1: keep drinking this until you stop complaining.
0: You're gonna go. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna go. You always get. You always step on my toes, and you don't get me. with <laughs> <laughs> You don't make me do this. You don't bring me flowers anymore. What? Uh, you know, you just should not talk over me. You should just just give me an opportunity to read, and then so then I was like in my well, head. Let
1: me know your I was
0: just like well, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to read, and then I said here she goes, <laughs> and then what does she do?
1: She reads Jimmy Olsen. Has had many romances in the past, not only with ordinary girls, but with glamorous creatures of other worlds. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have to take a break for a moment. My father is making faces at me. No, go ahead. (sighs) Now I've lost my place. Jimmy Olsen has had many romances in the past, not only with ordinary girls, but with glamorous creatures of other worlds. I'm not
0: doing anything!
1: Yeah, you are! Go ahead. Who wielded strange powers. But now, the red-haired reporter falls for the most <laughs> amazing beauty he has ever met, for even he never guesses the truth about the surprise winner of the Great Miss Universe Contest.
0: All right. And so we see Jimmy Olsen and two other judges looking on at the girls in the swimsuit competition, and you can see that there is a there are pencils that are writing on their own. Yeah. And Jimmy Olsen is saying, "Holy cow! I started to write Miss Metropolis, Lucy Lane, as the winner of this beauty pageant, but instead, my pencil wrote Miss Platonia. Plutoni- no, and other judges' pencils are doing the same.
1: That's cheating."
0: So uh, we start, and there's Perry White, and there's Jimmy Olsen, and they are they they are both leaving their the offices of the Daily Planet, and they both are wearing uh, tuxedos, and. Although, odds are, even though they're both wearing tuxedos, they both have different reasons for wearing tuxedos. Perry White's like, I am a judge in the Miss Universe contest. And Jimmy's like, I'm going to do a... vaudeville act. A a vaudeville act, act, a magic act for my fan club.
1: And so, Perry's going and he is... Going off to the thing, then Jimmy does the thing with so the magic.
0: Jimmy does magic, and so he is, uh, at this time, not only dressed in a tuxedo, but he also has a belt that was given to him by Brainiac 5 of the Legion of Superheroes.
1: That's not the other belt?
0: No, it is not the belt that was given to him by that woman yeah. that, who was going to murder him. Is no, that the
1: one? No, no. The one who had, like, seven husbands. Right.
0: The one who had many husbands and he couldn't, you know, he was a one woman guy. So, you know, he does a, a quick trick. He pulls a rabbit out of a hat, but he's like, I got my, I got some other things to do. So he puts up a force shield and everybody throws snowballs at him and then he goes and he flies. Yep. And then he's like, there's an invisibility thing, but, uh, um, but there's a flaw and it doesn't, I can't show you now because it, it,
1: it's it, not like on and off on command. Right. Like it, it stays for a certain amount of time. So, I think it's 24 hours.
0: Maybe. So then, at that moment, Perry White shows up. And he's like, that coffee warmed me up. Now I have time to go get to the theater. And so he passes by Jimmy. Jimmy accidentally presses the button. And
1: Perry White gets turned invisible. And he's like, Dude, I'll send you. Oh, I can't be an invisible judge. Oh, oh, oh. I, I would like to note that in the past, they have remarked that invisibility doesn't work because how sight works. But there are... He wouldn't be able... But there are
0: invisible He'd super, go
1: blind.
0: There are superheroes that are invisible.
1: I know, but he'd still... That,
0: that was only the one we belt. We
1: covered this.
0: This was a long time we ago. We
1: covered this...
0: Anyway, so um, Jimmy's like, okay, well, I'll just step in. So he gets to the uh, he gets to the contest, and who happens to be one of the contestants? But
1: Lucy Lane, Lucy Lane, Miss Metropolis.
0: And so what is he? So he decides that instead of you know recusing himself,
1: also isn't Metropolis a city?
0: Metropolis is a city.
1: Isn't everyone else representing a country? Probably. So why?
0: Uh.
1: Because they didn't want to make her Miss America.
0: Yes, because nobody could believe that Lucy Lane could be Miss America. Anyway, so everybody uh, loves Lucy Lane. Yep. And he's like, you know, so he, she, so she's Miss Metropolis. Everybody else is from different countries around the world, and everybody's like, hey, I love that Miss Metropolis even though you know I know it's weird that we are in metropolis and we're judging all these beauties this from all over the world contest right so but somehow I feel as though we should go with Miss Metropolis and he, they start to write it down but all of a sudden the pencil writes down Miss Platonia. you and outside the theater there's Lucy Lane smacking Jimmy on the face saying <laughs> you know, how could you? Go, go, go. And she, he's trying to explain, but... Also, isn't that,
1: like, unfair of her? Yes. By, like, a lot? Yes. To just, that's...
0: Yes. Um, uh, Then...
1: Should she even be allowed to compete if she's dating one of the judges? That seems like... You would think so. That, that seems like a conflict of interest.
0: You would think so. Like I said, he didn't recuse himself because he didn't say, Okay, well, that's the woman who occasionally consents to be my wife that someday down the road she's going to be my wife but who knows when and then
1: wait i also have another
0: question please yes
1: i'm sorry this doesn't really have to do with the story this has to do with wardrobe okay so giant top hats those were a thing in the 50s for formal wear
0: they are sometimes yes
1: Okay. Now, what about this, like, double-breasted, bright yellow trench coat that he's got? That's not formal.
0: That's just supposed to be a trench coat. Okay. That's just your standard Burberry trench coat that everybody wore at that time. Okay. Uh, you know, popularized by spies.
1: Spies!
0: So, um, after Lucy slaps Jimmy and walks away, a woman goes, Hey, thank you for voting for me, Miss, uh, Mr. Olsen. My name's Diala. Would you like to take my picture? And he goes, Yes. Yes, I would.
1: Because I'm a newspaper reporter. Right.
0: I'm a news. Yeah. Uh, I'm going also, to.
1: Her hair is so tall.
0: It is very tall and very swoopy. Yeah. So he takes a photograph of her, and it's weird.
1: It doesn't really develop the way it's supposed to. Right.
0: And then she takes her.
1: They go to dinner. They
0: go to dinner, and uh, it turns out that Jimmy uh, can't afford dinner, because... Uh, because
1: She ate five steaks. Diala
0: had five steaks. So oh, then...
1: Also, five steaks plus his meal only comes up to
0: $75. Yes. Well, that's
1: not that's... realistic.
0: No, it is. For the time. Probably. Okay. Probably. I mean, you know, yes, nowadays that would be, I don't know, several... That might probably be, like, close to $1,000, depending on the steak place. So then they're in the kitchen, because everybody knows that once... When you, um,
1: is that an actual thing? No. Was it an actual thing?
0: Maybe. It's one of those things where, like, somebody wrote it into a script at one point and then everybody decided that that was what was going to happen. Even though I think in most cases, most restaurants have their own dishwasher and they wouldn't say, hey, why don't you take the night off while we, I'm sure, and I'm sure that there's some kind of labor law that would tell people, don't, you can't do that. That's
1: not a thing.
0: Right. And so, but, uh, Diala, tells Jimmy that he doesn't mind, she doesn't mind housework. What other girl do you know would wash dishes so cheerfully? And Jimmy's like, you know, she'd make a swell wife if she wouldn't eat me out of house and home.
1: Rude.
0: So then they go back to the Metropolis ballroom and she's like, I'd take you to dance, but all the orchestra has left
1: and she's like not a problem and then she kind of just like waves her hand and they all start playing. So
0: what we find out is once again it is proven Sp- that chicks that space chicks dig Jimmy Olsen in the biggest way.
1: Why? I don't know. He's not that attractive.
0: But they—it must be the red hair.
1: He's definitely not that smart.
0: He's—it's—it's. It's, I bet it's the red hair and his Metropolis accent. His he doesn't charming, have the
1: greatest moral integrity.
0: It's—it's it's the red hair and his charming Metropolis accent. He's
1: just—he's a moron.
0: I wonder what a Metropolis accent sounds like.
1: Watch well, it be like the nineteen twenties transatlantic <laughs> accent.
0: You mean the one that sounds like this? Yes, that. Yes.
1: Wouldn't that be great?
0: You know, we don't, I mean. If
1: that's how Superman talks, wouldn't that be great?
0: In most cases, (laughs) well, he would have a Smallville accent.
1: That would be so great. <laughs> Everyone else talking, like, the 1920s upper crust and blah, blah, blah. And then Clark Kent comes in from, like, rural Kansas or wherever he right. was.
0: Yeah, they, they never really discussed that in any of the things. Everybody just talks, like, with that accent, with your standard...
1: The TV personality yes, accent? Yes,
0: TV personality accent. They don't really discuss what the Metropolis accent sounds like. But anyway, so she is a Platonian being... And so she...
1: And it wasn't this universe.
0: She has telepathy. And she's like, okay. It's like, you can come to my planet and we'll be married. And Jimmy's like, I don't know. We're not. We're a different species. And...
1: She's like, not a problem. And
0: she's like, not a problem. Flips a switch. And uh, no. because, she, uh, because Diala is also a plasma being. And uh, she flips a switch and turns Jimmy into a plasma being. And it looks like something out of The Outer Limits. You know the outer limits is. Yeah, we've
1: watched it. Yes. It's like the Twilight Zone, but not the Twilight
0: Zone. Exactly. And she gets, he's, so before he knows it, he goes, he's in Plutonia and he is turned into a plasma being and he's like, I, like, I, everyone looks like we do. I wish I could escape, but the shape I'm in, I can't even use my signal watch to su- summon Superman. Besides, it wouldn't work in interplanetary space. What? So.
1: That's never, that.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: They keep on changing the rules.
0: No, it 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 doesn't it doesn't work in space until it does.
1: Yeah, I so said it keeps like they keep on changing the rules.
0: So, um Diala leaves the ship and Jimmy is like and she's like, "Come on, I'll show everybody around." And he goes, "I'll be right there." And then suddenly he gets a,
1: yanked back in. A
0: mystical force grabs him, yanks him back in. And they start flying away. And she's like, what's going on? And it turns out.
1: He's like, strange force. And Perry's like, I'm not a strange force, you moron.
0: Yes. So basically, the entire time Jimmy has been around, Perry White has been following them, which is? Creepy. Super creepy.
1: So not anything that Jimmy's not used to.
0: And so uh, he's going to, so they're going to take him back. They turn him back and he turns him back into a human and uh, they go back and that's the end. And then we have Jimmy Olsen's Pen Pals, which is a barrage of letters saying, hey, you screwed up, and the editor's going, we didn't screw up. So, after that, we go to the magazine that we asked for.
1: Yep. Secret Origins. More
0: Secret Origins. There was a Secret Origins one, but this is more of them. Great. So then we have... uh,
1: It's 80 pages.
0: And we we see the Justice League's origin... Aqua Aquaman Baby
1: to Aquaman, the Flash's masked identity, uh,
0: uh, the Robin. Robin, the Adam,
1: Super Baby to Superboy to Superman.
0: So, and this is coming out on uh, on sale January fourteenth,
1: nineteen sixty five.
0: That's right. All right. So then we have testers. I say okay, so. You know, as 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 I, I think we've said it before. This is a time. This is like the golden age of models. Yeah, this was very a lot of kids. They were building the models and they were building models of I think they were building models of dragsters or um, very like fancy cars. And one of the best, I guess, one of the best car customizers is a guy named Ed Big Daddy Roth. He says new. New, man. Ed Big Daddy Roth and Tester bring you the coolest customized and customized colors ever. With testers, Ed, Big Daddy, Roth, custom finishes like Metal Flake, Candy, Pearl, and Super Gloss. That's another thing that you don't really see in a lot of cars these days.
1: Super Gloss?
0: No, no. Metal Flake.
1: What is Metal Flake?
0: So it used to be a lot of cars that I grew up with, like in like the 70s, where it was, it looked, I, I don't know if they put, or if it was just an effect, but it had like little metal flecks in the paint so the light would come off of it. And you would see all the little, like, shiny glints. Ah. So. Oh, is
1: that like the sparkly bits on those, like, 1950s cars?
0: Kind, not really, because no. those are different. And so, you know, so this is, uh, Ed Big Daddy Roth telling us to go, Daddy, that we need to get crazy, man. Wait,
1: have you seen the color names? No. There's Outlaw Green, Beatnik Bandit Red,
0: Beatnik Bandit,
1: Tweety Pie Purple, and Orbitron Blue.
0: Orbitron.
1: Now, I have a couple of questions.
0: Wait, wait. Uh, I just want to say, crazy, man. Crazy.
1: What the hell is an Orbitron? I don't know. (laughs) And a Tweety Pie.
0: And they're wild and wonderful.
1: I know what a beatnik is, theoretically. So,
0: go all out with these sensational new swingers. And there are 14 other colors. Yeah. In addition to... No, not
1: even colors. Custom finishes.
0: Tweety Pie Purple?
1: What's a Tweety Pie?
0: Well, there's that yellow, there's Tweety Bird. But
1: that's not a pie. And
0: not purple. <laughs> so, <laughs> so many things wrong.
1: I'm so confused. So, um,
0: so cheers to you, Ed Big Daddy Roth, and your custom finishes. Uh, long may you wave. So don't dilly-dally. What? Don't dilly-dally. Get with it. It's crazy, man. Crazy.
1: Oh, great.
0: Okay. Gotta love that egg, Ed Big Daddy Roth. I've heard of him. I have not. I know. Wait. So it says here, A, Big Daddy Roth, and then there's a, uh, what is it? There's like some kind of, I wonder if that's new yeah. Hold on. Oh, that's a copyright. What? <laughs> I thought that I saw, I saw something and was like, I don't know, like, because there's an asterisk next to Ed Big Daddy Roth, and I wanted to know what it said, and it just said copyright. So I guess Big Daddy, Ed Big Daddy Roth is a, is a copyrighted phrase.
1: Yep.
0: So yeah, when you're, when you're, uh when you're painting up your hemi, You got to use one of these crazy custom finishes, man. Sure. So Can
1: we read the rest of the stuff now?
0: We can. All right. So, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, brings us to our last story. As the pal of Superman, Jimmy Olsen is far-famed and greatly admired for his spunk and fine character. But one day, a monstrous change occurs. Jimmy becomes evil, obsessed with with a mad compulsion to destroy the Kandorian look-alike squad. For super suspense, read all about the doom that stalks the miniature impersonators of Clark Kent, Lois Lane, Lana Lang, Lucy Lane, and Perry White in Jimmy Olsen's captive double, 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 double. So then we see uh, Jimmy Olsen flashing some kind of ray at uh, little Lucy Lane, little Lana Lang, little Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper, and little G- Lo- Lois-, Lois Lane. Did I say Lois Lane twice? Anyway. Probably. So Jimmy says, Ha ha! Now that I've destroyed my Candor double, it's time for the rest of the lookalike squad to die. First, I'll destroy your superpowers permanently with this gold kryptonite ray gun. And then... Why
1: does he have that?
0: I don't know. Why did they? <laughs> who,
1: who gave him a gold kryptonite ray gun? I don't... That's That's a bad idea. That
0: is a terrible idea. Why did somebody make that?
1: Like, if it was by, like, the U.S. government in case, like, Superman went insane and decided to kill everyone, fine. But Jimmy Olsen. I don't know. A teenager with a fondness for drinking space liquid.
0: Why did they... It, it, it could just be one of his crazy souvenirs.
1: What? Why wouldn't Superman destroy it, then? I
0: don't know. I don't know. All right, so... I
1: know that if I had superpowers and I found across... And I came across something that could permanently take them away, I'd destroy it.
0: Yes, that argument could certainly be made. All right, so we start, and Perry White is opening his cigar box, and there's a big explosion. And it turns out that he gets a note, says, This is a sample. What's in store for the Friends of Superman? I know he will capture me someday, but you will all get... I will get all of you first! The Mad Bomber.
1: What's that one, dude, from The Tick?
0: Oh, the Midnight Bomber, what bombs at midnight? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. It reminded me of that for some reason.
0: And he's very much like, Go, baby! Yeah! Yeah! Go, baby! Go! Yep. Because I'm the Midnight Bomber! Which bombs? What bombs at midnight? I
1: feel like there's another adjective in there.
0: No, I think it's the Midnight Bomber. What bombs at midnight? I
1: think there's another adjective.
0: The Mad Midnight Bomber? What bombs at midnight?
1: that. Can I look it up? I'm going to look it up. I want to make sure.
0: Okay, so as she is looking it up. Yeah. So... Jimmy's. Uh, so they all decide. So they're at the, uh, at the Daily Planet.
1: The evil Midnight Bomber, what bombs at midnight?
0: Okay, all right. I stand corrected. Aha! Uh-huh. Once again, I
1: was right. There is another adjective.
0: So Superman is away on a space mission, and he took Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter of a major metropolitan newspaper, with him, and they didn't say when they would return. So things are dangerous for Jimmy Olsen and his gang. So they decide that what they need to do is they need to bring out the look-alike squad. It's now, in case you are not familiar, so as you well know, there is the Bottle City of Kandor, which is uh, a small city of from the planet Kandor, J- uh, the home world of Superman. Yep. And he, w- he miniaturized the entire city, put it in a bottle. Superman has, you know, this bottle. But inside the city, there are... Um, First of all, there's a bunch of people, little tiny Superman, that whenever Superman is out of town, they can come in and they're the Superman emergency squad. But there's also in Candor
1: the lookalike squad a
0: lookalike for each one of
1: Jimmy Olsen's close friends, right?
0: For, well, each one of Superman's close friends, yeah. but it inclo- includes uh, Jimmy Olsen. Lucy I Lane. I wouldn't
1: say that Lucy Lane's all that close with Superman.
0: I know. Either. That's the best. That, I was, you know, that's, but because she's, she's connected to two of her, of, of Superman's best friends, Superman's okay. pal, Jimmy Olsen, and Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane. So.
1: She gets sucked into
0: this. Crap. Right. She gets sucked into it as well. So they were like, okay, we're going to lay low in an undisclosed location while the. You
1: guys do our jobs Right. For us. While
0: you guys do our jobs for you, for us. And. So they decide that they will be perfectly safe in hideout X within the hollow globe sign. So I guess inside the globe at the there's top a panic there's a panic room.
1: I mean that makes sense.
0: Certainly does. I, it's it's uh so then the bomber re- so it has bomb resistant uh lead it has it's bomb resistant lead coated and ultrasound proofed. So no foe can eavesdrops our confidential discussions, and they have a monitor that can contact Atlantis or Candor. More gadgets will be installed later.
1: That's great,
0: <laughs> and a bunch of other things. So the um, they're they're hanging out. So the, the the lookalike squad is just like hanging out. And
1: real Jimmy's like, hey, do you want to like go try to check to see if you can find Bomber Dude? So and they're like, sure.
0: Jimmy, presently, generally outfits a cl- an office closet, and he then, hides in the closet. Right, he hides inside the closet. Hmm.
1: He sets up uh, one of those uh, camera obscuras and hides in the closet and uh, monitors what's going on.
0: That's not a camera obscura. Camera? That's just a that's just a flashlight. Okay, with a big battery attached to it. Okay. Kind of um,
1: obscure, as are fun though.
0: Yes. So So
1: he's going and they're doing stuff and then Fake Perry White comes out and he's like, Hey, not cigarettes, cigars. And so Fake Perry White eats the cigarette. And then, well... And in the same, like, he simultaneously eats the cigarette, lights a cigar, and replaces the cigarette with a cigar.
0: Right. Well, you know, he is a Kandorian, so odds are eating a cigarette probably won't do anything to him. Then the real Lana Lang shows up, and they were like, we didn't, we didn't tell Lana Lang that there was somebody out to maybe kill her. So um, probably Lois Lane was like, you know, we don't have to let Lana know. Um,
1: <laughs> and she had made a cake. For Superman. For Superman. Which is sweet of her. Right. And then fake Lana Lane melts it. I mean, Lois, fake Lois, Lois Lane melts, Lane melts it. it. And then Lana Lane's like, oh. And
0: then she said, uh-oh, I must have used my wrong vision. Okay, so then...
1: our Kent beats up a dude.
0: So a a guy shows up to confront... Clark Kent, mild mannered reporter for the Major Metropolitan Newspaper. A guy says, hey, you're nothing but a phony, Kent. The reason you get so many scoops is because your pal Superman hands them to you on a silver platter. And he goes, oh yeah? No, he goes, you think so? And then
1: beats him up. He
0: beats the hell out of him.
1: But then makes it look like he was trying to push him out of the way of like a light thing. Right. So A he... light falling.
0: So then...
1: So then they go out to one.
0: Then yes, they're like, okay, we're going to go out to lunch. And right before, when they get back to the office, a robot shows up. And he said, the bad bomber sent me with a with this button. I will set off a bomb inside my metal form. Die, friends of Superman. Oh,
1: wait, before that happens, before that happens, fake Perry White takes this ray and shines it into the room with Jenny Olsen. And he's like, you're going to kill them all. And he's like, I'm going to kill them all.
0: Yeah. Right, but like, chuckle. It was a simple for me to alter Perry's sun lamp into a ray that can penetrate the closet door and render Jimmy Olsen evil. I guess because uh, that um Jim that Perry White is. Uh, I don't explain that yet. No, not yet. But he, for some reason, decides that he's going to make Jimmy Olsen evil.
1: And kill everyone.
0: And kill everyone. Which is weird.
1: So he goes and the robot explodes and then they're unaffected because they're Kandorian.
0: Right. But then
1: Jimmy pops out. Jimmy
0: pops out and slaps everybody with the shrink ray.
1: And then kills his double.
0: Right. He's like, ha ah, ha, this kryptonite from my kit is coming in handy. Die! Die!
1: And so then Tiny Jimmy's like, wait, no, remember that time that that safe fell on your head? But it was me, so you were fine?
0: He said, "Uh, don't care. You're dead. And now I've got this golden kryptonite ray, and I'm going to shoot all of you other guys.
1: And then he gets Perry, too, and Perry's like, wait, no! No, not me. The rest of them, not me. I don't want to die.
0: I, don't kill me.
1: Woo-woo. Oh, he says, I'm in league with the Superman Revenge Squad. Right. Don't kill me and you'll be rewarded. Yes. And he's like, why should I believe you? This
0: is the golden age of Superman squads. Yeah. There's the Superman uh, Emergency Squad, the Superman Lookalike Squad, and the Superman Revenge, revenge squad. squad. Now they're, they're, of course, villains. Yeah. Um, so
1: he got plastic surgery to look like Perry.
0: Right. And so he looks like Perry and he looks like Perry White. And he. so he. that's why he made the ray to turn Jimmy evil. And he's like, you can't kill me. I'm, I'm, I'm. Evil! I'm not... I'm I'm a criminal! Hey! Which
1: isn't not a reason to kill
0: him. Right, it's true. He could still... When you're evil, you don't necessarily... I mean, if you're lawful evil, maybe. But if you're chaotic evil, you could just kill people willy-nilly.
1: Yeah. Okay, so... Um, he's going and they're giving the backstory and he's got plastic surgery and then he contacted the Superman Revenge Squad and was like, okay, if we're ever on a mission to Earth, I want to make it so Jimmy kills everyone. and They're like, yes, good, you will be rewarded. And then it happened. And so, uh, then Jimmy's like, aha, caught you. And Tiny Jimmy's like, what? And Tiny Jimmy's like, I wasn't really dead, dummy.
0: He's like, I wasn't dead. I'm just playing possum.
1: And fake Perry was like, what? And so it turns out that he accidentally tried to evilize fake Jimmy instead of real Jimmy. For whatever reason.
0: There was an elaborate. Uh, remember when Joltar slept in that closet with Jimmy before the others went to lunch? Well, no. we switched places. I, Zolar, remained in the closet. And, when, and it was the real Jimmy who went to lunch. We figured you were about to strike. Since I am invulnerable, I only pretended to be evil. Yeah. Which is why so basically they pulled the switcheroo and yeah. Jimmy wa- and and they, so they Jimmy was in the closet. I think that's a metaphor.
1: Isn't it always? Okay. So um basically they tricked him and now they're sending him back to be dealt with.
0: Right. So then they could bring him back to Candor and uh he's now in super jail
1: no he's uh not even in super jail
0: no no i'm They're sorry Candorian just... science has removed all of his criminal tendencies
1: that's not
0: i'm an las member in good standing again look like squad yeah and then uh yes yeah, so they like you know basically we've lobotomized him and uh he is no longer a threat to the society at large the yeah. end so that's and then that's uh, the end of issue number eighty-three. Yep. I'd like to thank you all for listening. Thank you. Please write a review uh, and subscribe to Superman's Other Pals. You can tell one person one of the stories you have heard here today or any other e- episode. That would be great. Yep. Subscribe to us, uh, or uh, you can follow us on the Facebook, on the Twitter, on the Instagram at Other Pals Pod. You can. Email us at otherpalspod at gmail.com to say hello. Thank you to the Spin Doctors for not suing us. And you want to say anything?
1: Support your local roller derby. Okay,
0: until then, this is Gary Roland. This is Elf, I'm Rowling. And we say Superman away! Away! Ah.